Once we were retired, I kept thinking to myself, I want to do more. We were doing a lot of volunteer work, but I, I really wanted to do more. We prayed about it for a while that God would show us something that we could do together, something that we could do full time. And lo and behold, when we fell upon the Comfort Dog Ministry, we said, this is it. This is something we could do. It just grabbed our hearts, and so we ran with it. Welcome to Faithful Innovation. I'm Tina Jason. I love learning about the way God's love motivates how people serve the world. Hearing authentic personal stories deepens my understanding of how God transforms regular work and everyday encounters into acts of grace. Join me as I seek out ordinary people in cities, suburbs, small towns, and rural places who are doing extraordinary things. The goal, to inspire a wholesome expression of faith in your life, ministry, or business. Phil and Brenda Burden reside on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina and were instrumental in bringing the Lutheran Church Charities Canine Comfort Dog Ministry to Island Lutheran Church in Hilton Head. Sasha, the comfort dog, arrived in 2016, and the Burdens manage her ministry and are her primary caregivers. They and additional members of the church lead Sasha Comfort Dog on ministry visits full-time in their surrounding community and are requested on national deployments. Phil and Brenda, thanks for joining me as guests today. Thank you for having us. Nice to be here. As we get started, I wonder if each of you would just share your faith backgrounds growing up. I grew up in a small town in Kansas. My parents were Christians, and we attended uh, church and Sunday school every Sunday all my life as a a Lutheran, Missouri Synod Lutheran. And I actually uh, went to a Christian day school part of the time, and I went to a Christian college and graduated as a Lutheran parish worker. And my first job was working full-time for the church in Michigan. And my parents were very strong uh, Christians and lived the faith and walk the faith and model that to us as children. I I grew up in Michigan. Uh, My mother is a preacher's daughter. Her grandfather was also a pastor. So she was uh, a very devout Christian, raised me uh, along with my father uh, as Christians. I went to Sunday school from early on and uh, all I remember is church really. I just thought the world of my first pastor and actually all the pastors that I've had, I always looked up to and kind of wanted to uh, model their behavior and, and their the way they treated people and, and so on. Through the years, you know, we were active in the church. Time moved on. We retired, moved to South Carolina. We wanted to get into something that was a little bit more active. We became super active in our, our church here on Hilton Head. Wonderful. I'm wondering, what was the prevailing circumstance that inspired your interest in the canine comfort dog ministry? Well, for myself, I had been thinking for several years that I wanted to get more involved in church ministry. I had done uh, full-time ministry when I first got out of school and then was busy raising a family and working. And once we were retired, I kept thinking to myself, I want to do more. We were doing a lot of volunteer work, but I I really wanted to do more, to give back, to um, just be more active in the church, to uh, model Jesus and my faith to other people. And so uh, I had been praying about that for several years, just myself, uh, asking the Lord to show me what it was I was going to do, because I knew there was something out there 
And I was ready to accept it if I could figure out what it was. And so we talked about it. I talked about it with my husband. And turns out that he was feeling the same way. We prayed about it for a while that God would show us something that we could do together, something that we could do full time. And lo and behold, when we fell upon the Comfort Dog Ministry, we said, this is it. This is something we could do. It just grabbed our hearts. And so we ran with it. Yeah, how we really found the Comfort Dog Ministry, uh, we had known Tim Hetzner from Lutheran Church Charities through Bible study for years and years. Uh, Probably we've taken online all his Bible classes for 13, 14 years. And of course, he's the founder of the Comfort Dog Ministry through Lutheran Church Charities in Northbrook, Illinois. And he encouraged us to get involved with the Comfort Dog Ministry. And I was head elder at our church here on Hilton Head Island for a number of years. And we we wanted to bring a speaker in. We had uh, what we called Bible Institutes, where we brought speakers in to speak to our congregation and our community in uh, public forums. And so I suggested Tim Hetzner. He came. And that was pretty much the deciding factor. He talked to us face-to-face and Mm -hmm. encouraged us. And we decided at that point that the Comfort Dog Ministry was the vehicle that we needed to to serve the Lord on a full-time basis. And so we got involved at at that point. That was 2014. There's a two-year waiting list to receive a dog. And as you mentioned, we received Sasha in uh, March of 2016. Now, you had shared with me when we were talking about a month or so ago that you weren't really dog people before this. How has it been receiving a dog into your house? (laughs) We're actually not dog people. I mean, we've had a dog before, but we didn't have a dog. The thing that appealed to me rather than getting a dog was the unique uh, ministry that this is. The dog is just a bridge that opens a door that we can walk through. It's such a unique ministry, uh, using one of God's little creatures to further his kingdom. And it it was so fascinating, uh, so intriguing to me. And I could just see where it would work. We love Sasha dearly, but we're technically not dog people. Our friends laughed at us when we got into this because they said, you're the least likely people that would do this. And I just think that it just makes me smile because it just shows that you know, God has a great sense of humor, and it's true. <laughs> he selected us to do something that was off our radar, really, for for years. And our and our friends and associates just never pictured us doing something like this. It's kind of uh, amusing, really. <laughs> Tell me what you did to take the first step. What what was involved in getting approved and then getting trained and even preparing your congregation? Because this is a ministry that's beyond just the two of you, correct? Yes, and what we did, we we talked to the pastor. He basically told us that, you know, if we wanted to head up the program, the ministry, that would be great. Uh, But he said we'd have to do it, you know, through all the uh, various committees and so on at our church. We talked to the church council, and they uh, agreed. And then the pastor wanted us to have a congregational meeting to get support from the congregation, which we did. And congregation voted to go forward and gave us permission to head up the program. And so it was a step-by-step process, getting, you know, the leadership of the church involved and then getting the the greater church involved. Then we recruited people that thought they might be interested in joining us. Uh, Personally, first, we traveled to Chicago to take top dog training. And this is where we spent several days with the Lutheran Church Charity staff and other people that were learning how to be a top dog managers 
called the Comfort Dog Ministry. So we went through that step first. And then uh, once we uh, spoke with people in our congregation and people that were interested, when finally people applied online applications that were interested in being dog handlers, and then these people were interviewed by Lutheran Church Charities and uh, the ones that were selected, then we all went through a three-day um, training period on how to be dog handlers, which was a lot of fun and which was interesting. And then in the meantime, we got together a group of people that wanted to be companions that came along on comfort dog visits that weren't handlers of the dog, but were companions that assisted in the visit. These were people that would come in first, speak with the people we were visiting, offer prayers, assist the handler in any way that could be possible. We also gathered up, uh, put out notices of anybody that wanted to be involved. And we have people who write notes for the ministry, someone who does a bulletin board for the ministry, people that do social media, just a variety. Quite a few people are involved in this ministry. Some people just help us out with uh, when we have a fundraiser and things like that. So it it was kind of a process. It, It really took us probably a year and a half to get everything together, to get all the steps in order. We had to find a veterinarian for Sasha and a groomer for Sasha, line up all of her supplies, everything you need to have like, just almost like a new baby coming, but it was a new puppy coming. And everything we needed to get everything in place because once the dog came that weekend, boom, then we had her. We started ministry literally in a few days. I know of other comfort dog type of visitors that I've, I've seen in nursing homes and hospitals. I'm wondering what's unique about the Lutheran comfort dogs that have the ministry aspect to it in comparison to maybe just a traditional comfort dog visitor. Well, there's a couple of different differences. First of all, uh, from a dog aspect, the dog is trained uh, to a service dog level. The dogs, the Lutheran Church Charities dogs receive over 2,000 hours of training. So they're more highly trained than, than a, a person's pet that's a therapy dog. And also they're trained to be used with several handlers. So they, they work with multiple handlers. That's a totally uh, different process. Usually a therapy dog is a pet that is uh, owned by somebody and that somebody takes the dog to a care home or to a school or something. But uh, the, the Lutheran Church Charities Comfort Dogs have multiple handlers and they work five or six days a week. So that's another difference. And But the big difference is it's a ministry. And as opposed to just a dog visiting people, this has a, a religious component where we share the mercy, the compassion, the presence, and the proclamation of Jesus Christ with those people that we visit. And that's the key difference. Uh, it is definitely a ministry in addition to just a dog visit. Yes, and we always offer prayer. Now, if people would like prayer, and what we, we do not say, may we pray for you. We always state it as, is there someone or something we could pray for? And this way, people aren't put on the spot. But most likely, people say, yes, please pray for me. Please pray for somebody in my family. Or this is a need that I have. Sometimes even the, uh, the nurses or a nurse at a hospital join in. It's... it's uh, it's unique. It's, it's very. It's a ministry of presence, where we're present with people, oftentimes hurting people, oftentimes ill people, and we offer them comfort, help, and hope. And then we're able to leave our calling card, which is a, a bright card that has Sasha's face on it, 
And we point out that her last name is a Bible verse, 3 John 1.5, Sasha, 3 John 1.5. A lot of times that sparks a conversation. And on the back of the card is information about our local church, how to reach uh, the church and how to get more information about requesting a comfort dog visit, places where people can email the comfort dog, uh, how people can follow her on social media. And so it's a connection. It's a leave behind for our church. And we've actually handed out thousands of these cards in two years. How many have we handed out? Over 35,000 cards. Business cards uh, from Sasha. We're able to hand these out everywhere, even in our public schools. And so we're delighted to um, be able to have that aspect. And also we come in as a team. We wear shirts that identify us as members of Island Lutheran Church. And that's another witness. Um, our regular um, church ad in the paper says Home of Sasha Comfort Dog. It's a ministry of uh, sending the word out that our church, Island Lutheran Church, cares about its community and about its neighbor. How do you find Sasha and the ministry aspect is received by people? Just talk about how the door opens. Well, most people have not met a dog like Sasha. Sasha has, has just got a caring heart, a loving heart. And she just, well, we were at the hospital, a care home in the hospital today, as an example. And in the care home, we met three people that were over 100 years old. And one was 102. And Sasha walks right up to them uh, with, with us and puts her, her little head on their knee or on their arm or whatever and just loves on them and kind of hugs them in her own way and just looks at them with her big brown eyes and and they just uh, they just love that. It gives them a respite from the routine. It gives them a differential from their 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 daily uh, routine and 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 what's normal for them. And it's a nice way for them to have a little sunshine into their into their life at the care home. Now they pet her and they talk to her and they they reminisce about dogs that they've had in the past and and uh, the names of the dogs and. Uh, what the dogs could do for them and how they love their dogs and so on. So it's a great conversation starter. It's amazing. Even people that are starting to slow down with their memory and so on and so forth. It's amazing how the memory spikes when they have the dog on their lap, their head on their lap and petting. They, they, their recall comes back in, in, to certain instances. They talk about back on the farm or back when they were little children or whatever. So it's a great interlude for the people. The nurses at the hospital and the patients in the hospital really, really like the visits as well. We see people in all parts of the hospitals that we go to. We serve four hospitals. Uh, we even go to intensive care in two of the hospitals and ERs and same-day surgery and the waiting rooms also, like the intensive care family waiting rooms. And Sasha interacts in the same fashion everywhere she goes. She tries to put her head on uh, an arm or a leg or a lap to get contact with the person. Then the person can pet. And a lot of times the people don't see so well. Maybe they've had cataract surgery or whatever, but they can feel her, uh, her warmth. She exudes love and, and they, they just feel it. And it, it just warms their heart. And oftentimes when people are hurting, one of the best things for them is to talk about their hurt because that promotes healing. And it's hard not to pet a dog without talking to the dog. I mean, we have seen this so many times with hurting children after um, school shooting tragedies. 
a psychologist will bring a, a hurting child in to visit with a with the comfort dog, and we just sit there and let them just interact with the dog and talk to the dog. And a lot of times the kids just start talking to the dog. And then therefore their therapist or their psychologist can talk to them and ask them, how are you feeling today? Uh, are you afraid? Uh, different things. And the child just talks, starts talking. And they've told us several times that having the dogs there has really saved them time in the process of helping these children. Now, when we go to public schools, a lot of times we give a little talk to classrooms about dogs, about how you meet a dog, um, when do you pet a dog, when do you don't, the difference between different kinds of dogs. And we get around to about Sasha, that she's a Christian dog. She's a church dog. She goes to church every Sunday. And when we show the card in their Bible verse, and we've had children ask us, well, what's the Bible or what's church? So it gives us a good opportunity to have a conversation. And we always tell the kids that when they talk about Sasha and how lovey she is, we said, wouldn't this be great if everyone was like this? I mean, she loves everyone unconditionally. She's a friend to everyone. She keeps your secrets. She won't gossip. A lot of times we encourage them to tell her a secret, and they will. We say, wouldn't it be great if everyone was like this? And they always agree. So we've had many opportunities to share Jesus' love to people that maybe in, in other ways we would have just never been able to do. And, you know, our team, we always go in twos, a handler and a companion. And, you know, most of us would not venture into these places without the dog. Because, uh, uh, you know, we're all middle-aged or older and we haven't done this before. But with the dog at our side, it gives us even the confidence to go and speak boldly about Jesus and pray with people, which we would not do normally, I'm afraid. Sad to say, but, but true. What are you learning through this experience with Sasha and people? The biggest thing I learned is God doesn't necessarily call the equipped, but he equips those that he calls. I can personally speak to that. I, yeah. I was not prepared to do this, but good Lord's given me the ability to do it. Yeah, and something I have learned that people are hurting Everyone has something. It seems like outwardly things look great, but inwardly it just seems that everyone could use a friend. Mm -hmm. um, everyone could use a little comfort and care. It just seems it's opened our eyes to so much more around us, and we're so much more aware of the needs of others. There's a lot of need in, in all ages. In all ages. In all ages. Yeah. What it makes me think about is the way I think about ministry as presence, just to be present with people and attentive to what's going on in that dynamic of relationship. And then consistency, too, when you talk about visiting hospitals and nursing homes, mm -hmm. you know, to be consistent in coming and developing those relationships. And even some of the character aspects of not gossiping, not talking about whatever may need to be shared when there are hurts, because that's a tender place in somebody's heart. And to see the example of the dog really open the door to teach us humans how to do that better. It's also taught us to be better listeners. That's it. <laughs> people will always tell you, if you listen, people will tell you what you need to know in order to help them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, That's right. Yeah. It comes out. So, so it's, it's taught us a lot about listening and the mm -hmm. importance of it. Mm -hmm. 
What have you learned about God as you're venturing with Sasha and interacting with people? Well, just what I've learned, what Bill said before. I mean, if God wants you to do this, he's going to lead you to it and he's going to find a way. He's going to show it to you. Even though you're not equipped, he's going to equip you for it. It's surprising. I mean, I used to think years ago, we did these time and talent questionnaires and I thought, you know, I guess that's not my gift area because I didn't score very high on a certain thing. And I thought, I guess that's not anything I should be doing. But you know what? I think God, if he lays it on your heart that uh, this is something you feel strongly about, he's going to give you the tools and he's going to equip you for that. It's amazing. We've seen that. We can see back in our lives how he has prepared us just with different skills that we have from our background that have really helped us with this ministry. And we never thought about it before, but now we're looking back. We can see that. Yep, that's for sure. It is often in hindsight where you see the preparation thread together and that dot connect to really the fullness of whatever God calls us to do. It's surprising to me that the good Lord waited uh, this long. (laughs) For us, I guess, you know, we had our careers, we raised our family, we we retired, (laughs) we did a little traveling, and but it laid on our heart, you know, what were we going to find? And we really were looking for something and then boom, 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 all of a sudden it hit us. We said, this is it. We're going to do this. And we, from then on, we just hit the ground running. What adjustments have you had to make in caring for Sasha and just taking on the responsibility of this ministry? Well, I'm, I'm a primary caregiver, and it's not been a, a chore at all. I, I walk her every day. I feed her. I brush her. I even brush her teeth and take care of her, all her needs. And it's been uh, pleasant. And it's been uh, a joy, actually. The other thing is, though, we've had to change our schedules a lot. Definitely. Yes. One thing about this ministry, it's bound, a schedule is bound to change because we uh, sometimes we're deployed and we're asked in the evening to go leave the next day for maybe a week. And so um, we have to not just be set in our schedule. We have to be flexible and we switch things around and it works out. Everyone is very understanding. So with our personal schedules, too, sometimes we've had to um, change things around and we're reminding ourselves to be flexible. You know, this is one one thing that's kind of hard to learn sometimes. We get set in our little routines and we have learned very much to be a lot more flexible, which is good. I think it's going to keep us young and healthy. We let the day find us day by day. (laughs) Yes, let the day find us. It's a practice of discovery. Yes, (laughs) it totally is. (laughs) You've mentioned other people that are handlers Mm -hmm. and then also companions. How many are on your team altogether? Well, Brenda and I are the two primary handlers. We have two other handlers. Right. So um, there are four handlers, and we have probably a dozen companions. Yes. And the companions work about a half a day each uh, when they work, and uh, they accompany a handler. Right. And then we probably have four or five other people that assist us in various ways. Yes. Four or five, six people like that. And then we have three spiritual advisors, too. We have our pastor, a pastor that's also a psychologist locally here, that also a Lutheran pastor, and our church pastor's substitute when our church pastor goes on vacation and so on. He's also a spiritual advisor to us. And then we have David Erber, 
a missionary in Africa who is um, very involved in following Sasha's program and is also a spiritual advisor for us. So they help us and they keep us grounded and they uh, give us devotions and so on to share at our team meetings. How about your church family? I'm thinking beyond those that are directly involved with the Comfort Dog Ministry, how is this influencing or impacting your church family? Well, everyone says Sasha, our dog, Sasha. Everyone has ownership of her because she does belong to our church. Everyone adores her, I would say. She goes to church almost every Sunday, either early or late service. We kind of switch around so everyone sees her. And everyone greets her and is very interested in what our ministry is. Now, there's a lot of people, uh, they support us financially because they're not able to go out on ministry visits. Maybe they're uh, members that are here just part of the year. But they want to be involved in one way or the other. And our church is extremely supportive of the Sasha Comfort Dog Ministry. We're just very grateful for all of their support and their love of her. You know, everyone's interested in what she's doing. And many of them follow her on social media to find out what her story is day by day. I'm also wondering how your church's relationship with the community has changed over the time that Sasha has been with you. Well, many more people know where Island Lutheran Church is now because they know it's the, the church that has the dog. And even Brenda mentioned earlier, even our um, in the religious ads uh, in the newspaper, Sasha's picture is featured in our church ad. And every place we go, of course, we mention uh, we're from Island Lutheran Church. So there's no place you can go in our little community that people don't know Sasha. So that means there's no place you can go where they don't know about Island Lutheran Church at the same time. That's right. We often, in fact, today even, we run into people in the hospital that maybe we have called on in a care facility earlier, or we'll see people in a rehab center that we've just seen up at the hospital, or maybe their grandchildren go to one of the schools that we call on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see people all around, and I think that'll be more and more as time goes on and this ministry happens in this community. Yeah, we're seeing three generations of some families on a regular basis between school, hospital, and care homes. It's amazing. That's really interesting to see the generations and encounter people in different places and yeah. see how that all threads together. And the common bond is Sasha, and so they all talk about Sasha and their family get-togethers and so on. Where did you see her? Where have you seen her? Have you seen her lately? And this and that. So it's kind of interesting. My hope with these conversations is to encourage those who listen that might be feeling called to something, but feeling timid about it. What encouragement would you give to someone feeling that nudge from God, but yet feeling like, "Mm, I I don't know if I can do that? I would say, go in faith. The Lord will provide everything Mm -hmm. you need. It it, will surprise you. It'll astound you. It'll shock you uh, Mm -hmm. how it all comes together. In a, mm-hmm. in a wonderful way, and in a, in a way that you'll be blessed individually while you bless others. It's, it's an incredible thing. Absolutely. I agree. How has this impacted your own faith lives? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's, it's, our faith, I think, is stronger than ever, and, and uh, the, the Lord has been with us every step of the way. He's got our back and everything. Right. It's, just, it's totally not something we could do by ourselves. No. I can't even imagine uh, doing it keeping the schedule that we do. Even the health. He's kept our yeah, health. He's kept us extremely healthy. We work as a team together, the two of us. 
And uh, I think it's made our uh, marriage stronger and our friendship stronger. We have a common ministry that we do, a common goal. It's been a blessing to us, totally. I would tell people, go for it. Step out in faith uh, because if it's the Holy Spirit is laying it on your heart, there's a reason and God's going to bless it. He's going to bless you and bless it. If it's doing his ministry and helping lead others to Jesus Christ, he's going to bless it. That's a good word. I want to thank you so much for joining me. If people wanted to get a hold of you, how could they reach you? Uh, They could reach us in several ways. One way is email comfortdog.hhi at gmail.com. They could email Sasha. They could also look at her social uh, media pages, Facebook. Her uh, page is Sasha Comfort Dog, and they could send a private message there if they wish. They could also follow her on Instagram, LCCK9Sasha. Sasha does answer emails, and she answers all her messages in time. It's a little hard with those big paws, but she gets it done. (laughs) And we welcome uh, questions. Also, people can contact Island Lutheran Church in Hilton Head, and that address and phone number is on our Facebook page also and on their website islandlutheranchurch.org. And we are happy to go to other churches should a church uh, want further information. We're glad to go and talk to them or their congregation or their committee or whatever. We've done that a number of times. South Carolina, Mm -hmm. Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Florida. all Mm -hmm. over. We also speak to civic organizations uh, when they want some information. And that's a wonderful way for us to promote our church to promote our ministry is talking to civic organizations also. Uh, We always go at invitation only. We never invite ourselves. And people um, are invited to please contact us if they would like to have a Sasha Comfort Dog visit. Wonderful. Well, I'll put all that information in the post that goes out with this. We've crossed paths a few times at various conferences and I can attest that Sasha is just, uh, she just exudes love and warmth. She's such a, just a beautiful, wonderful, gentle dog. They are, all of the Lutheran Church Charities dogs are are just like that, all ideal. There's about 130 of them across probably 24 states at this time. So some of your listeners may have a comfort dog right in their own area in other states too. And they're adding about 14 dogs per year. The ministry is growing. And each year, more states are added and more dogs are added. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. And God Have me- a wonderful evening and blessings on this continued ministry. Yeah, thank you so much, Tina. Phil and Brenda openly said, we're not dog people. And yet God called them to be the primary caretakers and lead the comfort dog ministry at their local church. Phil reminded us that God doesn't always call the equipped, but he always equips the called. And Brenda talked about feeling a desire to step into fuller ministry for a long time before finding the comfort dog opportunity. If you have something stirring in you, I have an invitation. One option is to join us in a Faithful Innovation Lab, a private Facebook group where you can share what you're thinking and gain input from others who are also on the journey where God is faithfully innovating our lives. Another option is to visit my website, faithfulinnovation.com, and schedule a complimentary conversation. My gift to you is 30 minutes to listen and help you discover one step forward. The question we'll consider in the Innovation Lab this week is, in what way have you been comforted by someone else just being a non-judgmental presence in your life? And then, in your circles of relationships, who may need that in their life?
I want to thank you for joining me. If you've enjoyed listening, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or any of your favorite listening apps so you'll never miss an episode. And if you or someone you know has a story to share, I encourage you to reach out to me by sending an email to hello at faithfulinnovation.com. Make it a great week and find your unique way to share the love of God with the people you encounter. Bye for now.